truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Live and on demand here on The Blaze. I'm Steve Dace. Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre are here with me as well. Throwback Jersey Week continues. I'm rocking the uh, Hank Greenberg Old English D throwback from back in the day. Say that again. It's strong. Very strong. Thank you. Uh, And, uh, of course, he is one of the great sluggers of uh, the World War II era. Uh, Way, way, way back in the day. 888-933-93 is the number. That's 888-933-93. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email the program. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us at the bottom of the hour. We've also got some buy, sell, or hold coming your way, so who knows which topics we will be tackling uh, when we turn the conversation over, over to Aaron, who will then turn the conversation over to the rest of you. But before we get to all of that, speaking of Aaron, let's find out from him what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away? Brought to you by a North Korea update. I just received a beautiful letter from Kim Jong-un. I I can't show you the letter, obviously, but it was a very personal, very warm, very nice letter. I appreciate it. And I'll say it again. I think that North Korea has tremendous potential, and he'll be there. I think that North Korea, under his leadership... In other news, Acting Department of Homeland Security Secretary Kevin McAllenon provided an update to Congress yesterday about the state of the southern border. It's been over 18 months since the administration asked for the legislative fixes that would have prevented the current crisis and 40 days since we asked for the emergency funding necessary to manage it. In the last 40 days, 60,000 children have entered into DHS custody, both unaccompanied as part of family units. Last month, as you noted, Mr. Chairman, we encountered a modern record of 144,000 border crossers, a record day of over 5,800 border crossings in a single 24-hour period, and the largest single group ever apprehended at our border, 1,036 individuals. Moving on, uh, an update on the campaign trail. We'll start with Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, who was asked about vetting judicial nominees by the Des Moines Register. I think there's some issues that are, have such moral clarity that we have as a society decided that the other side is not acceptable. Imagine saying um, that it's okay to appoint a judge who's racist or anti-Semitic or homophobic. But our country and our constitution has always demanded that we have a separation of church and state. And all these efforts by President Trump and other ultra-radical conservative judges and justices to impose their faith on Americans is contrary to our Constitution, and that, that's what this is. And so I believe that for all of these issues, um, they are not issues that there is a fair other side. There is no moral equivalency when you come to racism. And I do not believe there's a moral equivalency when it comes to changing laws that deny women reproductive freedom. Yes, being pro-life is the same as being racist. That's going to play really well in places like Iowa. Moving on, Joe Biden yesterday made a big promise to a group of Iowa voters. I promise you, uh, if I'm elected president, you're going to see the single most important thing that changes in America is we're going to cure cancer. Uh, you think I'm, 
Joe Biden is going to cure cancer. I've seen into the future, and this is what it looks like. I came here today because I promised you tuition, and tuition is very valuable. But you know what's invaluable? Is intuition. I am so proud of all of you. Derek and Laferve and, and Ben and Ayana and Michaela and Nikki and Jason and I'm sorry, okay, sorry, spacing your name. I'm Zion. I'm Michaela's younger brother. Well, Zion, I am not going to be paying for your tuition. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me to my main point, and that is that I will not be able to pay for anybody's tuition. Biden also told the group. Look, I, I believe that the president is literally an existential threat to America. A new Quinnipiac poll shows that Joe Biden has an 11-point lead over Bernie Sanders with Elizabeth Warren behind at 15 percent. And now a reminder about polls on a couple of different fronts. Here's what the top candidates looked like in the Republican race back in June of 2015. Jeb Bush, Scott Walker, Marco Rubio, Ben Carson, Mike Huckabee, Rand Paul, and Rick Perry. You'll note that Ted Cruz and Donald Trump, the last two candidates of consequence standing in that primary cycle, are nowhere to be found in the top seven. That same Quinnipiac poll I mentioned just a little bit ago shows Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker, and Pete Buttigieg beating Trump head-to-head if the election were today. Well, let's take a ride through history, shall we? All of what I'm about to share with you is according to Gallup polling data. In June of 1983, polls had Walter Mondale thrashing Ronald Reagan. In June of 1991, H.W. Bush was thrashing a to-be-determined Democrat. In June of 95, Bob Dole was beating Bill Clinton. And in June of 2011, a Republican to-be-determined was beating Barack Obama. But according to Bill Maher, none of what I told you in the last two minutes really matters because Trump is a fascist that if he loses Trump, he won't go. I've been saying that since before he got elected, that if he loses the second time, and if he loses the coming election, he and Michael Cohen said that, Nancy Pelosi echoed said that, a lot of people now, and I think that is what we have to worry about because a lot of people say, well, yes, it can happen here, meaning fascism, meaning something other than what we, is democracy now, I think we're already there. An update to a story I brought you yesterday. According to James O'Keefe of Project Veritas, Twitter has suspended their account after their investigative journalism into Pinterest censoring Christian-themed content, saying their tweets regarding the matter violated their terms of service. And finally, the former host of The Daily Show, John Stewart, spoke in front of Congress yesterday on behalf of numerous first responders involved with 9-11. Regardless of what you think of Jon Stewart's politics, it is completely irrelevant to what he did yesterday. Uh, As I sit here today, I can't help but think what an incredible metaphor this room is for the entire process that getting health care and benefits for 9-11 first responders has come to. Behind me, a filled room of 9-11 first responders, and in front of me, a nearly empty Congress. Sick and dying, they brought themselves down here to speak to no one. It's shameful. It's an embarrassment to the country, and it is a stain on this institution. And you should be ashamed of yourselves For those that aren't here, but you won't be. Because accountability doesn't appear to be something that occurs 
in this chamber. And that's what happened while we were away. So we're all pretty much John Stewart right now. Yeah. Pretty much all of us. All of us. Aaron's montage brought to you by our friends at realestateagentsitrust.com. And by the way, the symmetry of that montage, do not let it be lost on you. Uh, it began with a clip of one of our chief border agents saying, here's what we requested years ago, weeks ago, days ago. You never gave us. And so here are the results of what is happening. There's literally an invasion at our border, right? That's And he's saying it to who? Congress. And it ends Aaron's montage with another um, reference to a dead body, not putting forth its and, and not handling its most basic business. Folks, we are at a position right now where, where the enemy media, the New York Times, CNN, are saying something must be done about the border. <laughs> right? John Stewart and I agree. First responders, people who sign up uh, to risk their lives for the rest of us shouldn't have to go wanting for basic needs like healthcare, given the amount of largesse we have at our disposal. I mean, this to me is um, just a, a failure of a political class that simply just cannot be bothered. While on one hand, they decide that um, shaking down their corporatist overlords, like the whores they are in the Republican Party, is really all they're there for. And then on the other hand, um, appealing to the fringe faculty members at Cal Berkeley, the Ivy League, Wisconsin, schools of that nature, are why the other party's there. That is to, you know, book speaking engagements for leftist causes. And so here we are. Props to both of those men for calling them on their horse pucky yesterday. Now, if you have ever worked in the real estate market before, tried to buy or sell a home, that can almost be as equally a frustrating experience because you're going to run into a lot of people who talk a good game, but then don't deliver the results when necessary. And that's why Glenn Beck and his associates started this company several years ago called Real Estate Agents I Trust, hoping to find agents that were vetted and worthy of having you and our audience as a client, uh, agents that check the three main boxes. A, they've got a long track record or a proven track record of success in the market. Uh, B, they understand that data matters, but you got to go beyond algorithms and look at details and outliers in any market as well. And then C, people that are personable, responsible. I mean, if you don't have a rapport with this person, it's such a personal process, a relational process to go through. Uh, you and your agent really have got to be on the same team and, and see things uh, similarly and have a rapport. Otherwise, the likelihood this is going to turn out to work isn't high. So if you want an agent that checks all three of those boxes, you want to go to realestateagentsitrust.com right now. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com. So let's start uh, going through the montage here. And I, 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 Aaron's slurp date on North Korea. I, I know those of you that are, you know, uh, Cheeto Jesus saves, or I need to believe the guy I voted for tiptoes to the raindrops. Just can't even with my, just can't even with this. So I'm going to let Aaron's kvetching emotion that he displayed in the montage speak for me. And let me try to address this with a little bit more restraint and reason to see if you can look beyond your own part as an idol here and understand why I'm so strongly 
against this. Number one, show me an example in history where this approach has ever worked with despots. Name one. I'll give you 6,000 years of recorded human history versus the field. Go. Well, wait. I'm getting text messages. Actually, somebody's texting me right now. Let me see what's going on. Make sure everything's okay. Did you guys Google one? Find one? You got one? Nothing? Nothing. Nothing. Like, I think we had Khrushchev, like, come to Iowa, didn't he? Didn't uh, he, yeah. like, visit Disneyland when it first opened and or something like that? Yeah, then he went to the UN and banged a shoe on the podium and said, we will bury you. <laughs> it's a small world after all. Indeed, it is. And the hammer and sickle will make it much smaller. This never works. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work on the schoolyard bully. It doesn't work on the despots. It doesn't work on tyrannical regimes. It just doesn't work. You know what works? Well, I'd meet with the Soviet premiers, but they all keep dying on me, so I don't have the time. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Actually, we're going to build a technology that allows us to come over the top rope on yasses. That works. Now, how many times has history shown doing that to a bully? How many times has history shown that works? What's the record of, of that versus uh, uh, slurping your man legs? What, what, what's the history show, the record show? What works better, typically, do you think? Uh just recent history that you laid out shows that uh, it's like total scoreboard. Here's the other issue I have with this. And it hasn't worked yet. We've gotten literally nothing off of this. I mean, last last week, this guy, the, the bull haircut butcher over there in Pyongyang was was executing the, 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 the folks who put together the glorious summit with Trump. They were getting executed, like disemboweled, drowned, whatever they do over there. All right. I mean, so here's the other problem I have with this. I don't like it and haven't liked it my entire life when Democrats um, genuflected to the Soviets when we were trying to stand up to them. When Ted Kennedy and John Kerry and his ilk met with Daniel Ortega and the, the communists in Nicaragua when we were trying to stand up to their incursion into our own hemisphere in Latin America. Did we like that back in the day? No. No. And, and were we right not to like that? Right. Right. Because yeah, what country is this? This is America. America. Well, and what, well, well, what country was it then? Yeah. America. Okay. And, and what were they? Commie Reds who needed to be defeated. Right? Right. Do we like it when, um, when, when Dianne Feinstein and John Kerry meets with the Iranians? Do we like that? We do not. We don't. Why? What country is this? This is America. What country are they? Not America. America. Iran was the one I was referencing, (laughs) but I get what you're saying. Which country is better? Ours. Yeah. Where would you rather live? Where would everyone in Iran, if if, if given the chance, if if they are not directly on the payroll of the Ayatollahs, where would they rather live? Here? Right here. Or there? They'd rather live here. Right. I'm very uncomfortable to, to oppose to saying worse things about our domestic political opponents in this country than we say about some of the absolute worst people and regimes in the, in the world. I mean, on that exact same photo op that Aaron showed you of the, of the, of the latest North Korea slurping, I mean, we're calling Joe Biden crazy, terrible, every name in the book. If your domestic political opponents are that bad, 
that that you uh, that you are in favor of North Korea over North, North Korea or Joe Biden 2020 election? Who you got? Aaron, go. Uh, Joe Biden. Uh, North Korea. Uh, uh, Kim Jong Un or or Joe Biden 2020 election? I'll, Todd, go. I'll take a shot at curing cancer. Let's go with Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. Barack Barack Obama or Ayatollah Khomeini? Aaron, you're up. Go. Blind. Barack Obama. Yeah. Was was life better in the United States from 2008 to 2016 or in Tehran? What do you think, Todd? Go. There were beer summits, so I'm going with Obama. Yeah. If if indeed Joe Biden were to become president and is everything we suspect he is and would try to do everything he suspected to do, would life here over the next four years be better than they are in Pyongyang? Todd, go. Yes. Yeah. Aaron, what do you think? Uh, is there college football? Yes. Yes. Aaron, tree bark in Pyongyang or college football with rainbow jihad ads? What do you think? Uh, college football. Really? You don't think the tree bark in Pyongyang might taste better? What do you think, Todd? Go. I don't like getting disembodied. How freaking ridiculous is this? Here's the thing. We're having a real earnest civil war here. But when the people that are supposed to be our champions clown themselves, uh, Donald Trump is an existential threat to America. You know who's an existential threat to America? Pyongyang! Islam! Those would be existential threats. Uh, Joe Biden's a moron, idiot, worst person of all time. Now let me tell you about the beautiful letter. I got from the butcher of uh, bull haircuts over there in Pyongyang. Sometimes I come in here and I ask myself, is this a country worth saving? Why try? Why not just simply just do what so many others have done? Get the clicks and cash the check. That montage isn't a serious debate. I'm going to cure cancer. It reminds me of when John McCain back in 08 used to claim, I'm going to get Bin Laden. I know how to get him. Well, tell us! Why leave him alive until January of 2009? And by the way, what if you don't win? And he didn't. And he didn't. If you know how to get Osama Bin Laden, by all means, Senator, Pentagon's right down the street. <laughs> it's a stone's throw away. We'll parachute you in. No in doubt. Out. You can parachute into the Pentagon with your plan to get bin Laden a hell of a lot faster than you met with the Syrian freedom fighters when you parachuted into Damascus. I'm going to cure cancer? The election is, I think, in 514 days. How many people are going to die of cancer between now and then? Not to mention there's Inauguration Day, which won't take place for nearly two full months after the election. So let's add another 60 days. So let's say... About 570 days at the earliest that Joe Biden could be the president of the United States. How many people are going to die of cancer between now and then, do you think? Too too many. many. Yes. So let's do, should we not do something then? And seriously, if you are a member of my state and you cheered that, here's your sign. I know that's a joke from 1996, but that was probably the last time you also used your damn brain. I, I'm honestly, what what are we doing? Hey, US, you know what? Todd, US women's soccer team, 13 nothing over Thailand. That's how desperate I am. Soccer, Todd, go. You're up. I'm out. 5,000. Yeah, I I'm, wish. At 5,000, G, I'm out. I wish I could inspire, but uh, yeah, we didn't represent so well in America on that front either. Sorry, world. Little, little, uh, little too much there. 
Aaron, tell me, about the the, tell me about the in-table project you're working on right now. What do you got? Go. Could we talk about the Hall of Fame game instead? Yeah, how many more days until the uh, NFL Hall of Fame game? Uh, we are now down to, I think, 82. No, no. Uh, we're less than that. We're down to like 53, I think, because it's August 1st. So we, we're even below that. We could be below that. But yeah, uh, I think it's uh, Denver Broncos versus, um, uh, what, what is it, the Atlanta Falcons, maybe? I, I would rather watch Joe Biden get gender reassignment surgery with no filter during every commercial break of the Super Bowl and every sporting event that I would consume over the next four years than live in damn Pyongyang. Anybody else? If you had a choice, what do you think? I think, I yeah. Yeah, think, think, yeah. I would, you know, I would undergo gender reassignment surgeries, reversals, and let you do it to me again uh, for four years rather than live in Tehran. Todd, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. What what are we doing? What is this? We have 60,000 children that have come illegally over this border as unaccompanied minors. Many of them as false flags for human trafficking operations. And we cannot be bothered so that we can have candidates who are both pushing 80 years old. And one of them can say, I cure cancer. And the other guy runs on, my opponent is, not, is worse than North Korea. Please, please tell me, you all are smarter than this. This country needs a better class of civil war. We, this is, this is, we suck at civil war now, too. Like, when I think civil war, I'm thinking like great existential causes, ending man's inhumanity to man. My eyes have seen the coming of the armies of the Lord. Fire it up, man. No, no, we're going to get, here's what we're going to get. We're going to get, when I'm done groping you, I will cure cancer. And uh, North Korea is better than when Democrats win. Uh, if I why, why are we trying? Why, why did I show up for work today? Does anybody know? Hell, you know what? Let's let microphone follow. What, what, what are we doing? Why attempt any level of professionalism at all? What are we doing? It's, we're, we're doing that. Right there, that book. Dumb? Lord Nefarious. We're just, if nothing else, we are here to point out that that, that book, we, I, I'm saying we're living in the time of the prophets. I've said it many, many times before. And that book is an extended summation of everything we're talking about right now. Uh, the, it, we talk about the Joker and Batman as well. The, the, the Joker arises in just this sort of environment where he can play us like the stupid puppets we are. And th that's what's happening. We are living in Gotham in that movie, The Dark Knight. But there's no Batman. There's no Batman. There's just the Joker and the idiots. <sighs> Aaron, give me the hope the next generation represents. Tell us your Batman. Steve and I are old, and we we can't we can't jump. Bane has broken our backs. Yes. Every single day at my apartment complex, I see dudes out there sunbathing. So, oh. Not with chicks. <laughs> so no Batman. Nope. Not with chicks. Nope. I, I've I've got an hour and a half more of airtime to fill here. I, I. You got Daniel. Hand me the Joel Osteen board game at this point. I mean, I, I, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just. 
always darkest before the dawn. Steve. We're, we're arguing over. Um, you can have your rainbow flag at your desk at the embassy, but you can't fly it on, on the flagpole. Here's why we're here. Jack the Baker in Colorado. We can't let him go down alone. The people like him. And that's why we're here. Because Jack, I mean, we've talked about that b- before. You know, he. Why is the cake baker in Colorado, the cake baker, why is he the Leonidas of our times? Why is this the movie? Because they had to work that far down our food chain to find a worthy adversary. That's why. That's how far they had to go to get someone that would actually not just call them names on Twitter, but hit them back. That's how far down the food chain they had to go. It's pathetic. I mean, this is your column last week about transgenderism. It's it's not really about we don't know what women are. It's we have no idea what men are. Men, mm-hmm. the lack of them allowed this all to happen. Jack, look at Jack. Jack looks like me in 20 years. You know, these, he he's yet he's public enemy number one. And it's showing you what Steve has been saying for years, regardless of the show about the slippery slope. They're coming. They won't stop. They never take them. So we. this is why. That our use of the term civil war is not for effect. It's where we are. They are going to try to eliminate him until they are eliminated on some level. What that means. I, I, but it, that is the crux of the matter. We are here to stand a post with Jack Phillips over my dead body. It's us or them. I got a beautiful letter from Vladimir Lenin. I can't share it with you. Just a beautiful note. Got a beautiful note from Berlin this morning. Uh, Boy, that guy Adolf really knows how to turn a phrase. Got a beautiful letter from Tehran today. Hostages have been there for 444 days, but they're telling me any day now, I I really think that they're going to let them go. And uh, that Iranian uh, republic, uh, I think, really has a huge economic potential. I would prefer the Democrats don't, um, we don't have to find out how far they would actually push things with the power of the White House after the next election. But again, I'm just telling you, if you want to win back those suburban voters that are going to be the difference and whether that happens or not, you have a harder time making the case that the Democrats winning threatens their way of life when you are honoring arguably the worst, there's 7 billion plus people on planet Earth. And that guy in Pyongyang is arguably the freaking worst of them all. It undermines your entire argument. It is just beyond cartoonish and foolish. It's beneath the dignity of this office in any era at any time. We deserve and should demand better. In America, it is estimated millions of people right now are in pain, and not just because they watched that damn montage, but because of inflammation, which causes chronic pain. Now, our friends at Relief Factor cannot do anything to raise the stakes of the existential conflict before us that we apparently aren't going to fight because we're going to debate idiocracy instead, but they can do something about the inflammation in your body. And that's what Relief Factor was created to do something about. Uh, So many Americans uh, just think, I can't do anything about this. I got to live with this forever. Well, here's the two things, the the two most important things to know about Relief Factor. Physician created, 
number one, but it's 100% drug-free, number two. So do the, do the math there. Uh, you know, professionals who can prescribe drugs realized all we're doing is treating symptoms here. We want to see real relief happen real healing happen. We want to unleash the power. Uh, cre your creator, Mother Nature, gave your body to push back against inflammation. Unleash those healing, uh, those, those, those healing instincts in the body. And that's what those four key natural ingredients at Relief Factor do uh, to help your body win the fight against inflammation, which is causing that chronic pain. If you want to give this a chance, uh, it's a three-week quick start, only a dollar a day for 20 bucks. That's all that it costs, a dollar a day. All right. What do you got to lose for a dollar a day? Why not give it a shot? Maybe only thing you have to lose is hopefully finally the pain. Just go to the website, relieffactor.com. That is relieffactor.com. I, I, I will get on board seeing what the left wants to do to my way of life. I, I'd be willing to get on board with all kinds of problematic people to do something about it. I can't get on board with a clown show, though, that is no threat to it. Does that make sense? It does. So show me the problematic people are serious about this. I'll, I'll, I'll run to the front lines with you. But I'm, I'm, I have no interest in Ringling Brothers Barnum & Bailey Circus. I'm, I'm not doing that. I got better things to do than that. Daniel Horowitz will join us next. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets, which is not an inexpensive proposition, because you know, one sometimes they don't tell you when you're doing that price by the square footage, it doesn't include the padding. So make sure uh, that's included in the deal. Then there's the labor cost, unless you plan on laying that carpet yourself, right? Uh, that 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 can be an expensive uh, transaction. So before you go down that road, especially if you're doing it for pet stains which is one of the common reasons people have to change their carpets nowadays, give Genesis 950 a try. It's an amazing pet and stain remover. Uh, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors until they're gone for good all the way down into the padding of your current carpet. Because that's really, the carpet up top will look fine, but that's really where those things dig in uh, and they get stingy on you. And plus, it's it's uh, clean energy here uh, in that it's antibacterial. So you're this is totally safe for your small kids, your pets, etc., And you know what? You can use this all over the house. I mean, you can use it on the nice stuff, the granite and the quartz in the kitchen and the bathrooms. Uh, you can use it on the oil stains, the grease stains on the floor in the garage. But where it really shines is with carpeting. It works in your carpet machine, any which way you want to use it. So again, before you make the major purchase with new carpeting, give Genesis 950 a try. And if you use promo code Blaze when you go to the website, they'll give you a discount, throw a spray bottle in for you as well. All right. Genesis950.com, promo code Blaze for the discount. Genesis950.com. That's the website. Genesis950.com. Just got a note from a Matthew Shattuck who says this is already, based on the opening segment of the show, your best show of the year. Matthew, I appreciate those kind words, but I think I speak for everyone who knows me well when I say, don't encourage me like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are some aspects of my behavior that should probably not be incentivized. All right? And that, that would be one of them. Let's go to our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz is here uh, to take us inside politics. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? 
I'm doing all right, Steve, but I, I come with much trepidation. I don't want to make this your worst show. Oh, I, given what we did in the previous segment and what people are, are telling me, they think uh, makes it the best show. I'm you might uh, you might be worthy of the encore performance here. So <laughs> let, let's start with this deal with Mexico. All right, and you know I live close to the state of Missouri here in Iowa, so you got to show me. So I'm I'm willing to see if Trump has cracked the code on how Mexico can actually be a country for a change. All right. Um, but I need to see what the what the border crossing numbers and the like look like for the next uh, 30 to 60 days to get an idea whether or not this is serious, because what it seems to me politically is it's it's a good political maneuver to take the yeah, where, to, where he clearly can't get his own party to move in Congress. He couldn't do that when they had the majority because we've known since before he took office, they don't want to secure the border because they're whores for corporatists that want all the cheap labor, right? So he can't get Congress to move. And now the Democrats want all the people across the border too, just for different reasons. So you, you also can't look like you did nothing. You can't have people going on, you know, um, Patreon pages and raising more money and building more of the wall than you uh, on their own than you can build yourself after promising a wall for four years. That's a bad look. Not to mention we're way past Mexico isn't paying for it after all. So what do you do? You put it on Mexico, put the pressure on them. They rhetorically respond. How much credibility do you think this deal has? Well, what do they say about Mexicans doing the job Americans won't do? I mean, I guess another, <laughs> another example. No, I mean that's that, that, that's the thing. Um, we can't secure a border, now that, but Mexico will do it. That, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, a singer ever. That's one of the greatest lines I have heard in my career. In oh, fact, man. all right. Who says prophets of woe and lamentation? Uh, don't have a sense of humor. Anyway, continue. Go ahead. Well, I mean, you, you got to laugh at it. It's like, hey, buddy, we can't secure a border, but but Mexicans, could you do it for us? Um, okay, a cu- couple things here. Mexico, First can you spare a border? Yes, right? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, you and I both, you know, opposed the establishment talking point against Trump and the tariffs. We viewed that his attitude was correct with it. It's a matter of what you're trying to leverage them to do, number one. And number two, what you are concurrently not doing yourself that you can and should be doing. At a baseline, I believe this is the third or fourth time Trump has done this. Notice every time it gets like really bad, he has to say, all right, well, I'm signing the budget bill, but we're going to announce another emergency that's going to build 3.4 centimeters of wall and we'll take care of the problem. Uh, Well, it didn't work. Um, there was another round, if you remember, of Mexican warnings that he was going to shut down the border, mm-hmm. um, and then they didn't do anything. So this this happens all the time. You're right in your intuition that this is aimed at one audience, the conservative base, mm-hmm. um, the people at Fox that might start to come to my camp of actually focusing on this rather than Mueller, and he's got to placate them. And then there's a degree of legitimacy of what they can and can't do. So let's unpack this. Um, there, there's two things going on here. There's the logistics of Mexico securing the border. There's really three things. There's us not securing ours. And then there's an a legal agreement on a third-party asylum deal. To me, the logistics are nonsense. They cannot secure their border. The cartels control it. So 6,000 National Guard troops at the Guatemalan border might sound a lot like a lot, of, but if you understand the jungles there, it's nothing. They, they can't do it. Um, these guys are not trained soldiers. You look, look at pictures of them. It's not going to happen. 
What about the northern border? So on the one hand, this is the first time you do have Mexican boats that are in the Rio Grande River. Um, they are making some arrests. They just arrested uh, two members of this uh, Pueblo Sin Fronteras group, which is based in America, by the way, um, funneling in the uh, the caravans. They have bank accounts related to the Zetas and Gulf cartels, by the way. That's, that's who's organizing this. But out of hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants going over a million, there's a lot of photo ops to show um, – enforcement actions and still not really do anything my concern is they might have the ability to slightly slow numbers for a couple of weeks but in the long run it's it's clearly not going to work the border agents i speak to say that fundamentally it hasn't changed the last few days even with the mexican boats there um so then we're left with the other thing which is trump says there's a parallel agreement to return asylum seekers back to mexico so mexico denies that um, so show it to me. I mean, it's always, hey, I'll give you a burger today and pay for it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just that would mean something because they could sign a piece of paper even if they don't control their country, and then we're done with this. But again, I'll tell you, only ten percent are expressing asylum. So why aren't we returning the rest of them who aren't? And this leads me to my final point, which is if The Trump administration is going to rhetorically repeal our immigration laws, which is what they're doing. They are saying that no matter how bad it gets, no matter the diseases, no matter how the cartels use this strategically to invade us with spycraft drones monitoring our our assets and and our military bases so they can get their stuff in, anyone who comes in with a kid, there's nothing we can do. But Mexico for a couple weeks, we're we're, going to rely – on unsustained targeted operations. We're done as a nation. That's my bigger point. I mean, we have the law tell us in 8 U.S.C. 1222 and 1182 A1 that anyone who comes here, they must be incubated for a period of time that you could rule out diseases. We have people coming from Congo. I just put out the numbers. Um, 307 in one week from the Democratic Republic of Congo. They have the worst Ebola outbreak. They have 87,000 cases of measles. I now have McAleenan on record and written testimony, the top dog at DHS. He says we do not screen them for contagious diseases. So that they dance around that. Well, he didn't dance around it. They do not screen them. We knew that anyway. Um, and they were released into San Antonio, uh, Chip Roy's district. If you can't stand up and say we're not letting that in – when the law requires it, I don't want to hear about Mexico doing the job we won't do. So two questions as a follow-up to everything you just said. Number one, how is it that we are at the place that the New York Times and CNN, who want to label Ben Shapiro a white supremacist and all of us racists, and all of us and everybody doesn't think everything their op-ed page reports is a conspiracy theorist, um, and, and CNN has become a, the, arguably the most pitiful network in the history of the United States of America in, the, in recent years. And yet they are, they are entities that agree with people like us. Something has to be done about what's going on with the border. How did we get to a point that it is so desperate that two parallel opposites that are engaged in a cold civil war right now in this country? Are, are clamoring for something to be done. 
but neither one of the political parties that represents either one of those entities seemingly cannot be bothered by any of their clamoring. How do, what, is, what does that tell us? Why is that the case? So one of the things you see from Mitch McConnell and John Cornyn is they don't give a damn about our border, about the invasion. They only care about Trump's reaction to it. So the only time they'll perk up is when Trump says, hey, I shut down the ports. Oh, you can't do Cornyn jumps on that. Oh, it'll lose the commerce. Um, when he appoints Ken Cuccinelli to position, oh, you can't do that. When he um, threatens tariffs, you can't do that. They will not – I mean I mean, their passion. You saw the Politico expose on McConnell mm-hmm. and his pork projects in Owensboro, uh, Kentucky. That's what he cares about. So Democrats turn our country into a carcass, and then the Republicans come, and rather than trying to prevent future carcasses, they feast on the carcass and t- take selfies in front of it. That's That's their job. They just don't care. So this is the problem. Trump has good intuition, but then he flounders. But there's nobody to speak to his better elements. The conservative media is distracted. Um, the Republicans are just, they just don't give a darn. Hold up. Mark um, Meadows is tweeting about Lisa Page and Peter, uh, Peter Strzok. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry. I, I, I hated yeah, to do that to you. I'm sorry. No, no. You can't, you can't do that. I mean, these were friends of mine. I mean. I, I, just, I just needed somebody to be as miserable as I am right now. Can, can, so, so let me tell you this. I spoke with a guy named Dan, uh, Dan McLaughlin, not to be uh, mixed up with the, the pollster. He's the mayor of um, a city in Texas, and I'm forgetting what the city was. It was near, near Del Rio, but 50 miles from the border, and he's getting slammed with all sorts of problems. His ranchers, they have these criminals coming on, uh, you know, attacking them and everything, and he said – I've written to Cruz. I've written to Cornyn. I've written to Bill Hurd, who's a Republican rhino congressman. I've written to Greg Abbott. I've written to Ken Paxton. None of them are talking about it. I mean, Texas is being invaded. Why? Our audience needs to know why. Why is this the case? Why? I, I, I don't. I mean, I mean, Cruz was was given a speech about African-Americans and Nassau. I, I don't know what the two have to do with each other today. Something about that. Um, I'm sure it has something to do with it. I, I, I cannot figure it out. I mean, Cruz hasn't said anything bad on it, but he just. I mean, there are more people coming in Texas than in the history of our country. And qualitatively, one of the things I, I have heard this, and I will tell you, I've heard it from probably a dozen sources, ranchers, county officials, mayors, sheriffs in New Mexico, Arizona, and um, Texas, that they've dealt with illegal immigration, as you can imagine, for uh, several generations for now. And they said the guys coming at in were actually pretty congenial over the years, and they were polite. You know, they were seeking work and whatever. So the ones coming in now, they're like, we're scared of them. Mm-hmm. They, they are really belligerent, the ones that come across the ranches. I, they, they just don't care. I mean I, you, you literally have I, – I broke down the numbers. 20,000 people came in Texas the first week of June. I get the weekly numbers. That's an annualized pace of over a million in the state of Texas, not the other three states. You, the diseases that I mean, they're coming from Congo, Angola, Cameroon, Haiti, Cuba, Venezuela, by the way, now they just don't care. They're coming from Bangladesh. No, nothing matters. I, I, I just, Even though recent polls have this the number one issue concern for Republican voters across the country. The number one. no. The number one issue among independents, too, mm. Indies and, and Republicans, and it wasn't even close with independents either. It's only Democrats that it wasn't high up on. So that's an important data point. I, I've never experienced this in my career. It's almost like there's a switch that's been turned off in the world. There's no 
I mean, the stuff I'd be putting out would be going viral under Obama. And it's just it just doesn't matter. And part of the problem is what we started out this discussion with is that every time we're about to get to the linchpin, Trump says enough stuff and tweets to diffuse the energy but not to actually solve the problem. And this is where the Republican Party is the perfect false flag operation. The, the jujitsu, any energy we would have – I mean if you would have this under the Democrats' watch, we would have we would have a rebellion in this country. No doubt. No doubt about it. So take take our final two minutes. I sit you down in the West Wing right now, and the president says to you, give me your top three things that I can do. What would they be? Okay, shut it off. Trump is, in his own words, saying that he will return them to Mexico, so meaning you will turn them back. Why not turn them back anyway, whatever your agreement is? He needs to take the news about the Congolese and the Ebola outbreak and run with that, and he could easily cite the law, and I would cite it in a speech because it's very readable. It's not like a you know cumbersome text mm-hmm. of a statute. It's like very clean. You shall hold them for a sufficient period of time to rule out any inadmissible diseases. He says the law requires that of me. It has gone on long enough. Throw in all the stuff about the cartels, and the Supreme Court just upheld 1182F to shut it off. Anyone who comes will be turned back. We're going to launch a massive media campaign like as Obama did in 2014 in Central America, and you are done. You cannot come anymore. You will be turned back. We will not let you in. It is that simple. It, 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 you will never get better messaging than that. There is no shortcut around that. There is nothing Mexican can, Mexico could do that will fundamentally alter this. Um, but again, who is in Trump's ear that is telling him this? Hmm. it's ironic the guy is president of the united states today for two reasons one he got to run against hillary and two this issue i mean this issue is what took him from novelty act carnival barker in the gop presidential primary to a force of nature and yet we're sitting here and and feeling helpless on what was his signature issue yeah i know you're out of time i want me to cut you off there but on that point june 2015 trump announces his presidency he says america became a dumping ground Monthly apprehensions, 38,000. Now, 144,000. Wow. Progress. Progress. I mean, that's... Incremental. That's incredible, those numbers. They're absolutely incredible. Daniel, good to see you, my friend. Take care. God bless. All right, take care. Take care. Um, If you struggle with uh, bursts or lack thereof of energy throughout the day, um, you get past that lunch break and you got to finish out the rest of your day because your bosses aren't like, hey, you put in enough hours. You can kind of coast these last few hours of the workday. That's typically not the way it works. Unless you're Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and you know, then you can make more money than 99.4% of the planet does, not even finish your first term and claim that you deserve a raise. You can do that. Unfortunately, most of us don't work for Congress. We actually work in the real world. Um, so uh, we need a uh, burst of energy uh, to finish out the day. That's why we're buying so many of these energy drinks and everything else. You ever read the labels on some of those things? Can you pronounce how many of those words? See, that's where our friends at Brickhouse Nutrition came in. That's the team of top physicians over there. And they recognized, hey, the market needs something where we get energy 
from the same sources that uh, that we you know are supposed to, uh, not from a bunch of uh, artificial uh, chemicals. So if this is what you're after, uh, this is clean energy, focused and improved mood for up to ten hours, uh, with no jitters, no afternoon crash, no calories, and no sugar. It's called From Dawn to Dusk. You can try it right now on my name for fifteen percent off of your first order. When you go to this website, all right, use promo code Steve. When you go to this website, BrickHouseSteve.com. And again, the name of the product, From Dawn to Dusk at BrickHouseSteve.com. Those numbers. I, I don't, I like, I, I can't, I, I can't compute that. When Trump announced his candidacy in June of 2015, We were rightfully concerned about 38,000 illegal boarding illegal border crosses the, the month before. And here we sit, and it was 144,000 last month. I, 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 I can't even, I don't know what, I can't analyze that. I mean, I'm just... If Joe Biden was serious, instead of talking about curing cancer, he would go to the right of Trump and he would say, this has been a total failure and I'll take care of this. Which which tells you that he's not what? Serious. He's not serious. We'll come back. Hour two is next. We'll play buy, sell, or hold. Who knows what awaits when we open Pandora's box, which topics we will be forced to address. That's coming up next year on The Blaze. Stay tuned. And we're back with hour two here live and on demand on the blaze 888-900-3393 is one way you can contact us you can also let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox steve at stevedace.com is how you can email us that's d-e-a-c-e like us on facebook follow us on twitter at steve dace show if you're listening today via the podcast if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice We would be very grateful for that. Thousands of you have done this for us already. Grateful for all of you too. The more of you that continue to do this, the more likely we are to find more people just like you and the more likely therefore we are to get to continue to do this. All right, so thank you very much to all of you. So this is something I've talked internally with Todd and Aaron about and a few others. I haven't really discussed it for obvious reasons that much uh, on the show. But one of the things I never saw coming when I got this job is I have been signed up for every scam site you could imagine. I've been signed up for every hookup app. Uh, what was the place that had, you know, uh, having an affair, okay? I, how many times I can't tell you I have gotten, uh, hey, confirm this is uh, your email registrations, or this is, and, and I talked to somebody else who works in this industry at this level about this when it started happening several years ago, and they were like, that's just a uh, cost of doing business around here, you know. Uh, when you when you rattle the right cages, um, the, you know when you throw a rock into a pack of dogs, the one that yelped is the one you hit. You know, I have I can't even tell you how many things I have listed as spam that I have that I receive every single day. You know what though? A lot of that I've noticed has gone away uh, in the last month or so since I started using uh, ExpressVPN. Now, you may think no one wants your data. 
You may think no one uh, can grab your passwords or your credit card details, but you would be wrong. Um, stealing data from unsuspecting people on public Wi-Fi, I cannot tell you how many times I've had to change all of my passwords, for example. I mean, I, I, how many times we've been hacked here, hacked there. You know, when you do what I do with, with the way that I do it, you get a bit of a target on your back, okay? And But right, right, right about now, all of us nowadays have a target on our back. And so when you leave your internet connection unencrypted, you might as well be writing uh, your passwords and your credit card numbers on a huge billboard. That's why you want to also use ExpressVPN. It secures and anonymizes your internet browsing by encrypting your data. It hides your public IP addresses. Uh, it's got an easy-to-use app that runs seamlessly in the background of your computer, phone, and tablet. It, it literally took me five minutes to hook up my ExpressVPN on, I, I, on all of my uh, I machines. I keep getting emails from Bernie Sanders' campaign. Will this help <laughs> alleviate that problem? It, 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 it might. Uh, if you, you can uh, use ExpressVPN safely surf on public Wi-Fi, so that saves uh, your data as well. Uh, and it stops you from being snooped on or having your personal data stolen. And for less than $7 a month, you can get the same exact ExpressVPN protection that I have. ExpressVPN rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar. Comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can protect your online activity today. Find out how you get those three months for free if you go to expressvpn.com slash Steve. Expressvpn.com slash Steve. We ran out of time um, after talking with Daniel last hour, but uh, I, I didn't have time to sit aside to get you guys' take on hit the conversation him and I had about this deal with Mexico, how likely it, or unlikely it is to actually amount to anything. Daniel offered some... It, it's funny, many of you, when we bring up the pre these these it, uh, these the president needs to do more here or this isn't going to work i always get emails but what would you you guys have no suggestions how many times i i always ask people for suggestions all right so what would you do differently we did ask daniel that he gave uh, you know a, a two minute ele elevator pitch of what he thought within his power the president could absolutely reasonably do that would put uh, a huge kibosh on much of this but you guys' thoughts on that conversation before we turn the page. I, I think one of the main things that I got out of, out of this, and this is 25% tongue-in-cheek. Instead of doing a deal with Mexico where they send their uh, quote-unquote troops, 6,000 of them, to the border with Guatemala, wouldn't we just be better off making a deal with the cartels saying, hey, instead of uh, you know doing this human trafficking thing, we're going to pay you as much as you're making right now for you to not do this and to make sure nobody crosses the border? Because it seems right now the cartel is much more effective than the Mexican government and the Mexican military, and they're much more effective than our border patrol. Not for our border for patrol's lack of trying. It's because they've got both hands. They're trying to do their job with both hands tied behind their back. Wouldn't we just be better off making a deal with the devil, basically, with the cartels, since they are the ones seemingly in control of our border. You know what? You guys are business people. You just want to make a ton of money. You're terrible people. But hey, we're going to we're going to replace the cost of business if you stop doing this and actually secure our border. Wouldn't that be more effective than whatever it is that we're doing right now? I mean, yeah. tell tell me I'm tell me I'm wrong. How, how many times do you think given the world of global high finance Donald Trump has lived in longer than you've been alive, Aaron? How many times do you think he's gone into a negotiation without the person, people who, or the person who ultimately is the yes or the no in the room? How many times do you think that is? Oh, um, none. Yeah, would be the answer. None. He's not entertaining. I'm, I'm not going. I'm not negotiating with the person who doesn't have the power in the room. 
I want to talk to the person who really, or the persons who say yes or no, right? Mm -hmm. Well, who says yes or no in this equation? The cartels. The cartels are. So, I mean, yeah, if we're going to be, so your point is, I, that what I hear you saying is, if we're going to cynically admit that there is not, that the, the president cannot move either of the polit major political parties to do their damn jobs, and so we, we have to get by on the kindness of strangers here, Blanche Dubois, then let's at least go to the strangers who actually call the shots. Is that yep. what I hear you saying? Yep. Because we know the Mexican government can't do a damn thing. I mean, they can't even defend their own political candidates from getting assassinated on sidewalks every day that ends in Y. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yes. Do you have any merit to you? What do you think, Todd? Well, just any about anything other than the status quo uh, has merit. Uh, you, you, you know, you mentioned uh, Governor uh, Abbott. You mentioned uh, senators looking at their Twitter, what they seem to be talking about. Uh, I don't, holding my breath, waiting for Donald Trump to do something about this, I'm uh, not going to do it. it there, there's governor, the boots on the ground down there, the, uh, the governor's, uh, this is National Guard. It just needs to be, and this is where uh, this is where Shane and Joy is correct about taking control of what you can locally. D down there, uh, people just simply doing everything they can within their power locally on that border to show uh, the rest of us exactly what they're dealing with, why why they are going about doing this. Uh, you know, you had an example. What were the people that uh, down in? Um, it, it ended up in Oregon, but they started down in uh, uh, the Bundy people. Yes. Yeah. You know, w listen. It, pe they took the law into their own hands, and up in Oregon, it seemed to be like, well, they were almost like um, for hire. How did they end up up there after you know so many states away? But people actually backed them down when it happened on the border. Uh, and the promise that was more to come and it, it will come. And the only, I think it is the only recourse people have is, is to, uh, simply Aaron, you said yesterday, it, this is the equivalent of what you said yesterday. Uh, people are going to have to be handcuffed. People down there locally are going to have to be shown, uh, taking the law back when those who simply won't and can't be bothered aren't going to do it. Uh, this is another reason why, though, where I would, our conversation with Shannon Joy about just giving up on the federal government, you have to prime them to remember who they are at times. It's not always going to work, but th th that's their job, and it should be their job, and they're not doing it. We have to fix that one way or the other, and I hope the National Guard uh, down in the border states is warming up in the bullpen. So let's just do this is a real-time exercise right now based on what you just said, okay? We're going to look at the Twitter feeds of prominent Republicans in America and what, what, what's, what's happened. What's a good time period? Is 24 hours good, do sure. you think? yeah. Okay? Is that fair? Yeah, I'd, I might go to 48, but uh, I think it's, fair. it's more than fair, yeah. All right, we'll do 48, okay? So let's start with the president. Because, and the reason why we're going to look at prominent Republicans... Because the polling is showing the number one issue concern amongst Republicans and independents. Why do those two groups matter? Because those are the people that you have to build your base to win an election off of. There's those two groups, right? Number one issue group concern for both Republicans and independents right now in the country is immigration. It's this issue. It's the border. Okay? And so this is your base. This is who you're going. This is who you need to mobilize and convince to vote for you. And, I, and I'm not gaming the system. I don't know what we're going to find. We might be pleasantly surprised. I don't know. 
I mean, literally in the last minute as you were talking, I, I went to the president's Twitter account. I don't know what's here. We're going to find out in real time. We'll go back 48 hours from now, okay? The fake corrupt news media said they had a leak into polling done by my campaign. That's number one. And he goes on and on about that. The fake news media has never been more dishonest than it is today. Thank goodness we can fight back on social media. That's number two, okay? Wow, just got word that on, the eight, on June 18th, Tuesday, in Orlando, has already had 74,000 requests for a 20,000-seat arena, so promoting a rally. Next week, uh, despite the phony witch hunt, 50% uh, approval rating from Rasmussen. That's not credible. Uh, the fake corrupt news media said they had a leak into polling done by my campaign, which is a resetting of a, what he had, would tweet four hours later. Next tweet, now we're 12 hours ago. Someone should call Obama up. The Obama administration spied on a rival presidential campaign 15 hours ago. Beautiful afternoon in Iowa 18 hours ago. Trump administration gives final approval for year-round E15 use. That's an ethanol thing here in Iowa. 19 hours ago. Today here in Iowa, we honor America's cherished heritage. 23 hours ago. On my way to Iowa, I just heard nearly 1,000 ag groups signed a letter urging Congress to approve something. 11, uh, this is now, we're now into June 11th. Why did Democrats run if they didn't want to do things? He's quoting Senator Rick Scott from Florida. Good day in the stock market. That's the next tweet. Here we go. Finally. If Mexico produces, which I think they will, biggest part of deal with the Mexico has not yet been revealed. Then he talks about China. Okay, so nothing there about the border other than the Mexico thing. Companies come to the U.S. To, and, and, and to get companies that have left us for other lands to come back home. He starts talking about tariffs. Another tweet about tariffs. Now he's talking about the euro. Now he's referencing very low inflation. Those are his exact words. Finally, presidential harassment. That's a tweet. Riffing on John Dean, finally, literally 48 hours ago. Sad when you think about it, but Mexico right now is doing more for the U.S. at the border than the Democrats in Congress. Now, that's actually a very good talking point. The problem is it's not just true of Democrats in Congress. It's true of the entire Congress. Those are the president's tweets in the last 48 hours. Let's go to McConnell. Let's see what he has. The head of the uh, august body. Todd, are you having fun? Known as the U.S. Senate. Let's see what he has. So much joy. All right, so the, this is the signature issue that got this man elected president. And in the last 48 hours, with an absolute crisis taking place, there's other, there, all, he has, all he has said about it, it, what is his chief method of reaching the American people, is a, is a talking point that he CC'd Fox and Friends on. All right, let's start with McConnell. First tweet an hour ago. Next week, the Senate Appropriations Committee will vote on badly needed funding for humanitarian and security missions on the border. We'll do what everyone knows what must be done. Next week, we've been waiting for six weeks for Democrats to get serious about the crisis on our southern border. Here's the problem with that. Did this crisis begin when the Democrats won the Congress? No. no. So when they had total control of Congress, what did they do the entire time? Nothing. Next tweet, when will Democrat colleagues get serious? He's talking again about the border. So here we have McConnell actually talking about the border more than Trump. That's surprising to me. But a, a man who has yeah. a, a you know, decades-long history 
of being for open borders, but it's all political provocation. It's all to provoke Democrats. This is show vote Twitter. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, what did they do the entire time that they had control? Um, and then he hasn't, and then you have to go back. Actually, I take those tweets were today. He, then he tweeted once 48 hours ago. And it was also about, um, the quoting the New York times about Demo, you know, Congress give Trump his border money. So he's using the New York times against Democrats. And then there's no tweets going back till June 7th. Let's do the head of the House Freedom Caucus. You know, those are the people that represent us, right? Right. right. Allegedly. Right. Right. You know, audiences like those of you that are watching us right now are tuning in. Okay? Right. So let's look at Mark Meadows' Twitter. He's the head. Of, is he still head of the House Freedom Caucus? I believe he is. I believe right so. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, right now, Oversight Committee Republicans concerned about the citizenship question being added to the 2020 census. Next tweet. Two Democrat witnesses for today's intel hearing haven't even read the Steele dossier. Okay. 23 hours ago, for goodness sake, the president was just forced to work directly with Mexico on border security because the left won't even agree to humanitarian aid. So 23 hours ago. Forty-eight hours ago, this is the head of the House Freedom Caucus. His last tweet, forty-eight hours ago, um, going on about Speaker Pelosi saying she wanted to see Trump in prison, and statement from my from the hearing on federal building design and construction policies. It's important. That's the vanguard. Yes, of the conservative ranks. Very important in the U.S. Congress. Let's any, go. Any one word more. about those uh, those uh, you know construction radio? Are, are the, is that U.S. steel or Chinese steel? I think I speak for most of America when I wonder what's Lisa Page and Peter Strzok doing right now. Yeah. Let's go to the governor of Texas next. We'll do one more. Okay, this is the chief executive officer defending the state against all enemies, both foreign and domestic. We did this with his Twitter account, but maybe things have changed. I don't know. We're going to find out. Okay, he hasn't tweeted in thirteen hours. And what he tweeted about was helping police officers protect our communities and families. Do you think the efforts to help police officers would be bolstered by more or less invasion of illegal aliens that are being um, harnessed across the border by criminal drug cartels? What do you think, guys, is the answer to that? Probably think drug less. cartels and human trafficking and legions on the border, think those help cops or not, do you think? Makes their job easier. What do you think, Todd? Uh, in an age no. where we clap when Joe Biden says he's going to cure cancer, we need to ask such questions. <laughs> 17 hours ago, Governor Abbott tweets, today I signed a law that cuts property taxes, pays teacher more. God bless Texas. And then he hasn't tweeted again since June 10th, and that was about lemonade stands. And I'm not kidding. Oh, if you keep going, I think there's something else that's going to make you real happy. I stopped there because I, 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 I got to remember I was in the hospital for heart palpitations like two months ago, so I gotta, I gotta chill. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna stop there. We said 48 hours. I with with him, I went back 72. 
What do you think, guys? I already said there's no men. There's no men. Aaron, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, shame on you. Yes, uh, Texas raised the smoking age to 21. That's what I was referencing. Here's a shot of the governor's desk, all the work that he got done. Texas really did that? Yes. Oh, come on. I, I don't have a relocation mistress right now. Ella might be Alabama. You can't have alcohol delivered to you in Texas. Alabama, uh, Alabama might be my new relocation yeah. mistress right now. Even that university. Telling Q Culverhouse's kid to stick it where yep. the sun don't shine? Yep. How many days till college football? Too many. <laughs> Too many. It's always the case, though, to be fair. Yes, to be fair. That's the case whether the border is secure or not. Let's get to uh, let's get to buy, sell, or hold. Maybe, maybe we'll have some more hope-filled topics. <laughs> uh, buy, sell, or hold. Brought to you by our friends at WaxRx. Do you have itchy ears, ear pain, that plugged-up feeling? If you answered yes to all or any of those questions, you could be like scores of Americans who will have to go to the doctor's office. That means the wait, the hassle, the copay. You know, do it on your day off too, right? Which would suck because that really cramps your style. What if you don't have to do that anymore? What if you just do DIY this thing in your own home? Uh, like the pros do. That's where WaxRx comes in. It uses a physician-developed technology that safely and effectively removes earwax buildup and then soothes the ear with that uh, soothing pH condition formula, just like they do when you go to the doctor's office. But now you get it prescription-free as well. And you can try it risk-free too. I mean, we're, you've got, I mean, we can't make this any simpler for you, all right? And they'll even throw in free shipping when you use offer code radio on their website when you go to check out, all right? Here's the website, usewaxrx.com. That's usewaxrx.com. Offer code radio at checkout for free shipping, usewaxrx.com. So this is buy, sell, or hold. Aaron, usually, uh, with your help, he usually just relies on you guys to come up with these topics, throws at Todd and I a series of propositions. We will decide, Todd, if we are buying that or selling that. Uh, and then once per show, we're permitted a hold. But if it is for any reason other than this is just a beneath contempt proposition, it it isn't worthy of dignifying, even with our mediocre intellects and a scintilla of brain power, then the dude code says you will be flogged, scorned, mercilessly mocked, and have to listen to more of Kristen Gillibrand's pontificating, if that's not enough to dissuade you. Yep, uh, buy, sell, or hold. And as always, if you have some ideas that you would like to submit, you can email me, Aaron, at stevedace.com or find me on Twitter, at DaceProducer, as well. Usually take those submissions on Tuesdays. We'll start, as we mentioned, uh, college football. Jacob Hibbard says for the third year in a row, the Pac-12 is left out of the college football playoff. Easy buy. You want to go next? Uh, I'll I'll buy. I think, I think that's a relatively safe buy for the purposes of what... Uh, we're doing here. I don't know that. Uh, I mean, I'm my lay of the land is nothing compared to what you've got. But in, in terms of remembering who was good, who wasn't good, I don't. I don't know that some great renaissance is is about to come. I mean, unless unless USC. I mean, 
really closes a gap between what we've known about USC and what it has been these last couple of years. And I think the safe bet is that that's, uh, that's solid. I, I'm going to say I, I agree it's a safe bet. I'm working on my annual college football preview as we speak. It'll be done in a couple of weeks. I'm going to say it's a safe bet, but I don't think it's an easy buy. I think it's a safe bet. Here's why I don't think it's an easy buy. Because um, Oregon has been, has been recruiting like uh, um, a son of a gun the last couple of years. And then they also bring back virtually everybody from their team, including a guy who might be um, the number, number one overall pick in the next draft. I, I could foresee a scenario. Who's that? Justin Herbert. I could foresee a scenario where Justin Herbert gets picked over to attack of Iowa. Now, I would not do it, okay? But if you look at what are the typical measurements and what, what it is that they look for in a quarterback. Now, that's not as ironclad as it used to be with guys like Baker Mayfield, right, and Kyler Murray. But, um, I mean, Justin Herbert is right out of central casting. And the reason why that matters is they have, you know, last year we had that big opening weekend game was the big uh, the Pac-12 versus the SEC. It was Auburn against Washington. This year it's Auburn again, but it's against Oregon. And hmm. Oregon has a huge edge at quarterback in that game. Auburn's going to start either a true freshman or a redshirt freshman. That's who their two candidates are for that job. And so you got a guy who is going to be at minimum, minimum, a top 10 pick in the NFL draft going up against somebody who is starting their first game for the other team, like ever in the history, in their college football careers. I think that especially in a first game where there's no preseason in college football, you typically see upsets in week one of college football because of two things or one of two things. A, the, 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 the under ranked team has a huge experience advantage at quarterback because there's no preseason, or B, special teams blunders, because again, there's no preseason. And so if Auburn, if Oregon was to win that game... Where's the game? It's I think they're playing it in Dallas, I want to say. if at, at Jerry World. And Oregon fans travel. They will be very well represented down there. Now, if they were to win that game, and I think they have a good shot, that would be a huge boost to them. And... And would give them would give them a, the kind of resume that if they got out of the Pac-12 with only one loss, that I do think they would absolutely be a serious candidate to make the playoffs. Now, in that Washington, they had Jake Locker, who I think you know maybe not might Jake be, Locker. You're, it was Jake, know, Jake, Jake Locker was there a few years ago. Yeah, um, it's the it's an, it's uh, Jake. Um, the other guy's name was Jake too. The, yeah, um, you know, a uh, he might be a a, a backup in the NFL, uh, but a, a very experienced. Uh, and Auburn and, had Jared Stinham, who but, was drafted by the Patriots. But with an experienced quarterback like that, Washington wasn't it like seventeen sixteen or yeah, something it was, like it was that. Like, it was like a two or three point game. Yeah, but it was and low it was, scoring too, wasn't yeah, it? it was, I mean, it was and it was ugly. So yeah, I, I think they need to come down and prove that they can muscle. I mean, a quarterback like that, it's one thing going against Pac ten defenses. You go down to Auburn. Uh, not you know play Auburn. Well, I agree. Auburn probably has the best defensive front returning in college football this year. Oregon has the best offensive line returning in the Pac-12, okay. and so they don't have to. They don't have to win that match. Can they get enough stalemates? Like it, I see, I think it'll be a game similar to what we saw last year with Washington and, and and Auburn, like you just said. So I think 24 points would win that game. Who is more likely going to put 24 points up on the board? a senior quarterback who is going to be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft and would have been had he come out this year, all right? Maybe a top five pick or a guy who's never started a college football game in his entire life. I'm going to probably bet on the guy who's 
you know, a four-year starter and on his way to the NFL, you know? So I think it's a safe bet, all right? But I don't think it's an easy buy. Go ahead, Aaron. Uh, Next one is Caleb Fields. A lot of uh, submissions like this this week. This is the first of which. uh, Despite being almost entirely apolitical, Chick-fil-A will lose their social media account within the next five years, merely due to the mob. Easy buy. Buy. I'm going to sell. And the reason why I'm going to sell is because I think it's far more likely that we're going to see these things become social or, or public utilities in five years. And what you'll see is even with companies like Chick-fil-A is they will make their Faustian bargain, which is we agree, we agree not, I mean, in response to what happened seven years ago, Chick-fil-A stopped funding marriage initiatives and stuff politically around the country to get out of that business. Okay. So, um, I, I think what you'll see is once they become public utilities, and I think we're heading there in the next five years, regardless of when's the next election, that's where we're going. Once they become public utilities, the, the toll you'll pay in exchange, not just you'll give them your data, but you'll agree that you won't, you won't put anything on your social media account that you couldn't say in a public school uh, classroom. That'll be the agreement. And I think you'll see every corporation line up for it, except for a scant few. So I'm selling. All right. Next one is Constantinos Roditis. Uh, Elizabeth Warren's proposed 2% wealth tax is unconstitutional because the 16th Amendment skipped to the end. DC cares. Uh, no, no one in DC cares about legality. Bye. Yeah. I'm. Well, what was the end? Is that your end or his end? That's his end. Side note: No one in DC cares about the legality. The rest of it really doesn't matter. The rest of his. Yeah. yeah I bye. mean, that's a, that's a self-refuting suggestion. I mean, because of what you said at the end then yeah, that's his point then you, nothing really matters at the beginning right so mm-hmm. all right yeah. moving on blake johnson says by 2024 you will not be able to find a conservative media outlet on any major social media platform sell sell there you will see you will see plenty of them they will make they will make the faustian bargain they they will they will be con- several of them will be content just debating you know uh have you seen have you seen um uh, to this point uh, as i interrupt you have you seen uh, the number of conservatives who uh on twitter this week or this month uh, you know act like uh you know you know a traditional marriage you know we probably shouldn't talk about it this month sure i i mean listen the same movement that you know we we are we were just joking a few months ago that we're going to have a conservative trans activist speak at CPAC before I do, right? Were yeah. we just joking about that a few months ago? Yeah. And so there will be, now, they may not actually be conservatives, but there will be plenty of people claiming to be conservative who will be all over those platforms once the public utility new rules come into play. And they'll be perfectly content with them because they're not really interested in those existential issues anyway. You know, uh, it'll be Koch brothers style of conservatism, but yeah, they'll, be still, they'll still be there. You bet. We'll come back with more of your propositions for us to either buy, sell, or hold next right here on The Blaze. So you can't go to the store and buy, uh, you know, a stoplight at your kitchen table that tells you when it's time to stop eating. Good news is you shouldn't need one uh, because uh, your creator put one in your body. It's called OEA. Well, it's actually called something else. That's just the abbreviation. It's a much longer word than that. But the way this OEA works uh, is it sends a signal from the gut to the brain when you're done eating, when you're full, hey, 
we can move on and uh, get back to being active and have that metabolism uh, work the way that it's supposed to. The problem is for too many of us, particularly as we get older, that signal's just not as strong as it needs to be. And it could be what is the missing link in your battle with the bulge, why your metabolism isn't working the way that it used to. And that's where Riduzone comes in. All Riduzone wants to do is just put that OEA back in your body the way it's supposed to work. Not a whole bunch of chemicals here. In fact, this is the overwhelming main ingredient out of only three. And like one of the other ones is rice. All right. So, I mean, this is not a stimulant, not caffeine. It's really just this signal and putting it back in the gut so the brain hears it and listens to it. All right. You want to give it a shot? Uh, use my name, Steve, as a promo code, and you'll get a special offer when you do. Uh, go to the website, riduzone.com, R I D U Z O N E. So that's how you spell it, riduzone.com, promo code Steve. Let's get back to buy, sell, or hold. Aaron. All right, uh, let's take this one uh, fairly quickly. I may do this from time to time as we approach the college football season. Uh, if you just throw out your team with an over-under, I, I, I will posit it just to Steve, uh, just so he can, okay, North Dogwood Tech, over-under eight games, and he's going to like uh, list the uh, starting left tackle, just, just for that matter. <laughs> uh, Christian, our call screener, who does not, who we do not allow to talk, uh, he graduated from TCU. What is He's putting their uh, win total at eight wins. Eight and four, you buying or selling that, Steve? I think there's a much better chance they go seven and five than nine and three. Okay. Uh, they have a young quarterback there, Justin Rogers, they're very excited about, one of the more highly recruited players. Uh, that uh, Gary Patterson has landed out of the Texas high school ranks in recent years. May take a year for him to groom. Uh, They lost uh, several of their key players uh, in their defensive front seven, although under Patterson, they're always good defensively. Even in years like last year when they're not that good, they're still good defensively. But those were a couple of difference makers. I I don't know that they have anything there um, uh, to uh, take their place. They got a tough non-conference schedule when you're throwing in a road trip against Purdue. Uh, who's a program that's really on the come uh, in the Big Ten with Jeff Brom. So you throw in a tough non-conference road game at Purdue and then the nine-game nine Big 12 schedule. Um, I think, you know, eight and four, I think is probably what I'm going to peg them for. So you're buying that then. So, so, but so I would, if you force me to take the over or the under, I would have to take the under because I think there's a better chance they get to seven, only seven wins than they get all the way up to nine. All righty. Chuck Gregory says the United States women's soccer team advances to the World Cup final in France. President Trump decides to attend in person. Uh, most members of the squad hate him. The U.S. women lose in the final and have a scapegoat because of his presence there. I'm going to sell on all of those accounts. Sell. He's not going to watch that game in Paris. Yeah, I I would sell. I don't, he won't. It's that'd be more embarrassing than uh, you know slurping uh, Kim Jong Un. Yeah, on some level. Yes, um, that's a risk you simply cannot take. And 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 I do think, based on their behavior yesterday, I, I don't care about the score. You know, if you don't like people scoring on you, stop them. You know, I've always been huge. I I I remember growing up. Well, I was on teams sometimes that weren't good, and on sometimes sometimes on teams where we put it on other teams. And when I was on teams that weren't good, I would be more humiliated if you stopped trying against me, right? I mean, I understand why you might take your top two or three best players out and put the other bench players in, but this is the women's national team. It's not like the bench players are scrubs, right? So, you know, it, it's the old Jimmy Johnson line. If you don't like me scoring on you, tackle me. That's that's your job. It's the histrionics and the antics that went along with it. where It was clear that they were... And not to mention also, for those of you that don't know, uh, scoring differential is a, is one of the major tie-breaking components in in soccer in general, right? Particularly in international competition. Yeah, it's a tie-breaker. Yeah, so it does matter. Now, 
I don't know that you needed to get to 13. But again, those those gals that don't play a lot, they practice just as hard. They work just as hard. You you tell them to go in there and not try, not try to have a, a moment they may not. They play Cambodia next, so chances are they can probably do it again. But you, you don't know. You can't take for granted when you've worked your whole life to get to this point and you have a chance to score a goal at the highest stage of everything you've worked for, you can't take for granted that that's going to come around again. So I don't begrudge any of that. But the histrionics that went on, um, the one gal who likes to say F Trump all the time and not stand for the anthem, using, you know, trying to make some lower body fart gestures, whatever. I don't know what some of that crap I saw in the highlights. As you know, I didn't watch. Uh, I don't know what some of that crap was, but those histrionics way over the top. And I, I don't think anybody should be shocked that a team that has decided that it wants to use its platform to promote all kinds of things other than what they actually do uh, with no restraint and no one to tell them no. Are, are, should we be shocked, Todd, that they were unable to restrain themselves or their behaviors during that exhibition yesterday? No, not when Megan Rapino is your ringleader. And a lot of a lot of young girls were very, very poorly served by your example, ladies. Um, it, it was pathetic. And and that and here's where I think that comes into the play with who was it that asked us that uh, question? Chuck Gregory. All right, so Chuck, here's where this comes into play with what you are asking. If if they're willing to allow themselves to get that unrestrained and act out to that level against Thailand, given what they are using their team to be a platform for off the field, can you even imagine how they how that might trigger them if Trump showed up to that? Absolutely, I think that could be the difference between winning a gold medal or not. Don't you think so? Sure. Absolutely. I, there's no way they could restrain themselves. No way. And and you don't want to, if you're Donald Trump, you don't want to go anywhere near that. No way. All right, moving on. This is Paul Howard, who says, in the wake of increased censorship, Trump will tweet favorably about an up-and-coming social media platform by the end of 2019. I'm hearing a lot about this thing called Parler. You guys heard of this? I have not. No. no. I actually joined it the other day. Did you? Yeah. It's okay. Okay. A lot, of, pe- a lot of people are joining it. I'll buy that. I think it's possible, so I'll buy it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I could see if you follow Don Jr. on Twitter, and I do. He's actually a pretty good follow on Twitter. Yeah. You follow Don Jr. on Twitter, I mean, I could see him raising investment capital sure. for a competitor mm-hmm. to yeah. these platforms if you look at some of the stuff he says. Steve the Mediocre says, as my Cardinals continue to fade, <laughs> pending free agents Marcel Ozuna and Michael Waka will be made available at the trade deadline by, I don't know what the deal is with the Cardinals. This I'm, I'm going to sell. They're still very much in the race. It's a division where first to last place is separated like five or six games. You don't go out and make the the big move Was it, is it, is who Goldschmidt. It, for Goldschmidt that they made in the offseason and then turn right around. And keep in mind, this team was in this spot last year at this time, fired the manager. And then I think mm-hmm. from the moment they fired the right. manager until yeah, they the end were of the year, they had the best record in Major League Baseball during that stretch of time, or were second to the Red Sox. So <clears throat> I'm going to sell. Um, you're still very much in the thick of it. And and here's the thing, particularly in the National League, where you're not facing, and the Red Sox right now may not even make the playoffs with where they're standing, but you're not facing you know teams with huge, uh, you have the Dodgers, you have the Cubs, but they have some personnel weaknesses. Um, that's why the Cubs went out and signed Kimbrel. They're trying to shore up a, a bullpen that's been a problem since they let uh, Arnaldo Chapman uh, go in free agency. Um, you're in a, you're not playing the you know this isn't the American League. We have three teams last year won 100 plus games. 
just you just have to make it. And if you make it at 88, hey, this team right here, all right, we lost you all in a World Series in a year where you won, what was it, 85 games and got all the way to the World Series. So if you're a Cardinals fan, you should know from your own history, all you got to do is make it, period. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'll sell, uh, especially concerning uh, uh, Waka. That's just, that's not how that organization rolls either. They don't do desperation i mean they might ozuna not a homegrown talent if there's a if there's a, a, a grown-up trade to be made but that trade i could see yeah like if there if there's if there's bullpen help out yeah. there yeah right. for that i could see that yeah happening yes but but it, the, he's describing to me a the typical sale. trade deadline mm-hmm. fire sale right. no. i don't think they do that no all right joseph uh, kerno says the second wonder woman movie will do better than the first mm, so uh, yeah, I'm. Did it? Did it? Business wise, I mean, about eight hundred and eighty million global. Was it? Was it? Uh, put that. It did like, how does that compare to? That would put it. That would put it among the top seven or eight MCU films. Okay. So beneath all of the Avengers films, for example, um, beneath Captain Marvel. Um, it did. It did not do as well as no, Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel made it. Well, I haven't adjusted that for inflation. Although, how much inflation hmm. difference would there be from wow. 2017 till okay. now? Captain Marvel did well, did cross the billion mark uh, globally. Well, then yeah. I'm gonna. I I was gonna sell, but now I'm gonna buy. I, I seems like it might have underperformed, and the whole Wonder Woman thing might be aging like a fine wine. Well, yeah, I'll give it a shot. I think I'll buy. You'll buy that'll do better. I'll buy that'll do better. I'm really on the fence on this one because um, it was supposed to come out at Christmas. The movie's basically done. It was supposed to come out at Christmas and then uh, Warner Brothers decided to uh, make it a tentpole picture in June and put it out the same weekend the first one came out. That's their explanation. Aaron, you and I were just talking about this before yep. the show. I think the truth is that they wisely made the move of this is M- the MCU's year. I mean, it's their summit with the mm-hmm. end of the saga just get out of the way mm-hmm. you know, and, and let them have their moment and kind of wait for Nick Saban to retire at Alabama Alabama will still be good but you know there's a harmonic convergence that you just can't get in front mm-hmm. of right now and let it run its course right so I think that's the real reason they put the movie off I'm a little concerned when I see Chris Pine back that they're going to come up with some kind of cheesy way to resurrect him yeah. I'm a little concerned when they say things like this is a standalone movie when your character is part of an integrated universe, right? I'm a, I'm 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 a little those are those are things I am concerned about. Okay? Although the, it's the exact same team that did the first one and they clearly showed that they know what they were doing. So I will buy, but I'm hesitant. Alrighty. Uh, moving on. Hate the blah, blah, blah says Trump right wins re-election. Left blames Russia. Border wall does not get built. Pretty much exact same as past four years. Oh, my gosh. Bye. You know what? That is that is that is. In other words, we cannot. We are in the horse latitudes. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 we just continue circling the drain. Remember when you said after the election. And we and we and, and the Russian collusion thing was just it was a a running it was a, an early joke right mm-hmm. we had no idea that this was going to be a a two year story mm-hmm. remember when you said hey if 
because remember how everybody kept tweeting and saying all the time, every time something went wrong, 2016, y'all, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Remember when you said, guys, 2017 is going to be even worse, oh, remember? Yeah. yeah. And you were right. And then it, the next year was worse after that. Yeah. Right? This year's already worse. And, ter- and when we say worse, let's have some perspective, all right? right? Oh, there's plenty of good things happening in the country. What we mean is in this corner of the country, the, the political culture mm-hmm. of the country just continues to devolve on a rapidly yeah. decelerating or accelerating scale. Yes. yes. And given that trend, wouldn't that be, what, think of what would be the most painful outcome. That nothing changes. Nothing. So I'm, I'm gonna. I, you know what? I could. I think I could buy that. Yep. I'm gonna sell based on Daniel Horowitz because too many people are gonna die because of this border. With the kind of the element that that is coming through. Yeah. Now. All right, moving on. Uh, Reality Chaser says parents should force their children to watch the miniseries Chernobyl. Have you guys both I'm seen not, this? Well, I'm, it's it's next thing on my list, man. Okay, okay. so you know we have you a, seen a, this, Tuesday, Todd? No, I have not. Tuesday's America's okay. Got Talent at our house. I'm I'm kind of really into the NBA Finals right now after some of the drama that's gone on with the Raptors getting the three one lead and then Ke- Kevin Durant getting hurt. But it's my schedule is basically a vat of a barren wasteland. And so this is number one. I've been waiting for the series to end so we could just binge watch it. So I'm going to be watching it very, very soon. Um, given though what I've heard about it, and not, of course, I also don't know the subject matter. I mean, I don't know how much, how, how profane it is. I don't know how much nudity and stuff is. That it's an HBO series after all, you know? So if we're talking children that are old enough to sift through yeah, that's what- that material, say 14, 15, 16 years old, then sure. You know, I think we got to define what do we mean by children. Yeah, have, have you seen it, Aaron? No. See, I don't understand the so, why this doesn't strike me. I don't know that any of those I, things I, I are prevalent. The, I'm just saying I, I haven't seen I, an episode, so I, I don't know. I didn't know if either of you had watched it, but I think the I think the intent behind this positation, if that's a word, mm-hmm. is uh, basically this illustrates to a T, maybe, yeah. uh, the worldview that we're up against and the effects of it. So uh, let's count out on the uh, next one for a while. This might be the only list... And now, having said, now what I'm about to say means that it's probably not going to be true. This might be the only list that we can actually all agree on to a T. Micah Don Arrington says top five food smells. Number five, sizzling ribeye. Number four, fresh brewed coffee. Number three, fresh baked cinnamon rolls. Number two, fresh baked chocolate chip cookies. And number one, sauteing, how do you spell it? Vidalia. Vidalia, yeah. Onions in uh, bacon grease. You know, that's a pretty good list. Yeah. That's a pretty good list. I I could, I think, come up with one really good. I don't know if I could come up with one demonstrably better. Like, you know, for example, um, I'd probably take, give me a fresh loaf of bread over the cinnamon rolls, for example. Um, That's basically the same. but, But they're basically the same, yeah. I mean, I think... That's a pretty good list to at least start from. But the sautéing onions thing and bacon grease or even in, in butter, margin, what, whatever, your, whatever your grease of choice is, man, you, you hit the nail 
on the head. Even the coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker, as you guys know. I never have been. And they say, doesn't it say like taste is something like 75% smell or something? Yeah, that's not true with coffee. Yeah, I I like coffee. I love the smell of coffee. I mean, if if our home smelled like coffee all the time, I'd be totally fine with it. I, I just have never been able to get into the taste of it at the same time. So in terms of smells, though, that list is pretty strong. What do you think, Todd? I am going to have to narrowly sell it. Yeah, bah it, of course. Only yes. because of it, course. it weighs the sweet too heavily. I, I can't let the sizzling oh, rib I okay. sit at five. I'll, I can't. I'll let you. I'll let you get away with that. As somebody without much of a sweet tooth myself, I, I'll, yeah, I'll like let you get away that, with that. like like let's take out the cinnamon rolls because sure. we we all. If you don't agree that cookies belong in that list, then you should be in a gulag, right? So we don't need to double up. We got the cookies, right? Yeah. So we take out the cinnamon rolls, which. It's not like that's a terrible smell, by the way, but we're kind of, you know, doubling up on that. Yeah. So take the cinnamon rolls out and you put something a little bit more savory in there. Is that what you're thinking? If you move the ribeye up from five to three, I concur. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know what's an underrated smell? What's that? Is uh, Mexican seasoned beef. I'll take it. Yeah. For like tacos and burritos oh, yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is a really underrated yeah. smell, man. Yes. That's... Yeah. Even Ron. Now, Ron, we woke Ron up back there yeah. in Dallas. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. He's all in my ear right now. Bye. Bye, I'm in. Yes, yes, very much so. I think we know what Ron's doing for lunch today. Yes. Speaking of Mexico, Elliot Evans says, Steve will speak at CPAC before Mexico stops illegal immigration. <laughs> These are my southern favorites. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> that is the easy. Now, that's an easy buy, yep. as you say, Aaron. That, that, that. Is absolutely an easy buy. Your buy. thoughts, Todd? Of course, buy. Um, I've got one more, but in the minute we have left, dudes who can shave sun tanning behind uh, or in front of in front of the pool when there's easily shade around mm-hmm. is a violation of the dude code. Uh, yes. Guys don't sun tan. Guys uh, yeah. get tan, but guys don't sun tan. Like I've gone out, like especially when it started getting warmer here, because it's been a you know pretty wretched spring. I just wanted to experience some sun and some warmth. You know, I've gone out and taken my college football preview and just laid down in the grass to enjoy some. Do you warmth. take your shirt off? No. Yeah, these guys just sit out there without their shirts on, laying in the sun. Let me tell you right now, you need to protect yourself from people like that. That's why you need Home Title Lock. All right, those are the kinds of people that are scamming your. They're going online right now. Those guys, okay. They are the cyber criminals scamming your home's title and mortgage. Use Home Title Lock to protect it. Right now, you get 30 days for free uh, when you go to HomeTitleLock.com and also check out the uh, title scan and report to see if your home's title has already been tampered with by the likes of these suntanning dudes. Okay? HomeTitleLock.com. That's the website, HomeTitleLock.com. All right, we've got overtime. Uh, We're going to tape that for our Blaze TV subscribers next. For the rest of you, see you tomorrow, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.